0: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. In this one, we're going to build your real estate investing freedom plan. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So sure hope you're enjoying all these lessons and tutorials and interviews and all this information on how to become a successful real estate investor. And maybe I've mentioned this a few times, but more important than how to become a successful investor Who do you become in the process in order to become a successful real estate investor? Now, one of the things I actually just had some feedback from some people that were saying, man, I know I come to this podcast for real estate investing advice and real estate investing learning, but I'm getting so much more out of it. There's public speaking, there's um, mindset training, there's negotiations, there's a lot more than just real estate. There's life lessons, there is an entire depth of knowledge that's being provided in this podcast series. And as you guys know, if you've been following along, or maybe you've subscribed, or maybe you've uh, left some feedback and review, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review. Please share this. Please um, get the message out to help others inspire others on their journey to become a real estate investor as well. So, Guys, this one here, um, what I'm about to dive into, so it's going to be for the next four episodes. The next four episodes are going to be taken from a live broadcast series that I would have done early um, early in the year. And what I'm gonna do in this one here is I'm gonna break it down into four parts, okay? And the first one we're gonna do is we're gonna develop a plan. We're gonna develop your real estate investing pension plan, or better yet, what I call it, the freedom plan. So that's why we all invest in this thing called real estate. It's not about to accomplish, to build out a whole bunch of number of doors and, you know, look at me, look at me. It's not an ego play. It's all about the lifestyle you can create. It's all about the freedom that you will accomplish by having real estate in your investment plans, your investment portfolio. So part one is going to be all about the investment plan. Then we're going to take a dive into things like what is going to stop you from getting that plan. And then one of the biggest obstacles you will face will be the capital to build out your portfolio. So I imagine if any of you are on the beginning parts of your journey, you'll be just sitting here going, okay, how do all these people have all this portfolio of properties? And I know I need more than just one or two. How do I build that portfolio? So that's what we're going to do over this series. It's 100% free. It's going to be in my my podcast series here. So make sure you come back, come back often, come back as many times as you need to in order for the lessons to sink. Yeah. Okay. So I have the, before I set it up, um, before we get into this first episode, you know, what? I'm going to set it up with a little bit of context. Okay. So for, I have the honor and opportunity to have consultations with people from coast to coast across this beautiful country of ours of Canada, including down in the States. I have a lot of people that are coming uh, truly across North America now. And if I when I went on to my podcast stats, it truly is actually almost worldwide. So, guys, thank you for coming on in. And here's the beautiful thing. So I have these opportunities of having these um, conversations. And one of the things that will come up, invariably, is what's the plan? What is my plan in order to accomplish my goals? So a lot of people can dream and a lot of people can get very clear about the goals. And a lot of people can get very clear about the lifestyle they want and the things they want to buy and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people can get very clear on that. But then when it comes down to, well, what's the plan? What is the plan? And now here's the thing I'm going to tell you is, There's no such thing as the plan. There's no such thing as one plan. There's multiple different ways you can get there, okay? And what I'm going to show you guys in this um, plan, in this first episode of this four-part series, is I'm going to show you a plan. I'm going to show you one way. I'm going to show you what I believe to be a very powerful way to accomplish your goals within real estate. Now, here's the best analogy I would use with this. Let's take, for example, let's picture a uh, Clydesdale horse, okay? Um, so if I say the word Clydesdale so what comes to mind so if any of you don't know what a Clydesdale horse is think of Budweiser beer commercials okay if you've ever seen uh, during a Super Bowl ad or during Christmases or any of that kind of stuff and you see a Budweiser uh, beer commercial you will definitely see what a Clydesdale horse is okay so think about that for a second if I said Clydesdale horse so what 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 pictures come to mind you know for example strength you know, part of a team, uh, majestic, you know, um, strong, big, sturdy, reliable, uh, dependable, you know, something that can pull a wagon that can really just, you know, just pull this, you know, pull like a Clydesdale's and and often a saying that's out there quite a bit. So that's what I'm going to say is this plan that I'm going to show with you here is what I would call the Clydesdale horse, right? This is a strong, majestic, uh, long term oh Scooby, <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in. My dog is in the background. Are you okay over there, buddy? Yeah, my dog Scooby, is in the background coughing up a airball here <laughs> so so guys, um, make sure you have a strong, dependable, reliable plan. Now, one of the things that you will see in this uh first episode of building this plan is um. This is actually a little bit controversial, and I don't know why, but some people, this is probably one of the most controversial things that I put out, that some people come back and they would argue with me, and they would just say, this is stupid, or this just doesn't make sense, I disagree, and that's okay, like I said, this is a plan. Okay, it's not the only plan. But what I'm here to do is I'm here to help mitigate the risk. I'm here to help build you a long term plan. Most people get into real estate investing, and they talk about investing for the long term, very few people actually know what that means. Okay, most people and and you may be listening to this right now and you may be in the camp that you're sitting there going in five years or less in within real estate investing. Okay, this is coming from a standpoint of people who have built this plan, who have been 15, 20, 25, 30 years in the business. And that's what it is, is people that have been through the long term, the ups, the downs, the heartaches, the challenges. And this is what we're here to what I my main intention of this plan is to help risk mitigate, and also to build you guys a strong, reliable Clydesdale of a plan that you can uh, come back to often and measure your progress. Okay. so you know what, I'm not going to set it up anymore. This goes very in depth. Now, just remember, this was taken from a live broadcast. I've done my best and the team has done their best to edit it to remove out any of the audience interactions. You know, hey, welcome, Jason. Hey, welcome, Frank. Hey, welcome. You know, we've taken out all that part. Plus, after the presentation, there's a Q&A and I'm going to keep a lot of the Q&A in because there were some really golden questions that came out of this first one. And there's a lot of lessons and learning from it. But what we did was we edited it to really tighten up the timeline for it to make sense for you to listen to it with a podcast. Okay, I could go on and on. And, um, you know, without any further delay, let's uh, get right to it. Let's help welcome. um, Oh, wait a minute. This is kind of a little awkward. I'm going to be introducing myself. So, how do you introduce yourself? Oh, let's just do this. Hey guys, without any further delay, let's help welcome Russell Westcott. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Boom! Hey guys, how's it going? Russell Westcott there. So, hope like you liked the introduction to today. We are going to have a hoot. This is going to be a fun, Interactive exercise. This is going to be. We're going to just have a blast. Process is going to go like this. I'm going to do just a really quick intro for everyone here. I'm going to set up this context for you. For you, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into um, a presentation. And this presentation is one that I've delivered for years now, um, but it's the first time I've publicly presented it. So I'm not 100% sure the timing. I've pretty. I think I got it dialed down to probably about. 45 minute presentation, and then I'm gonna open it up for Q&A as long as you guys want. I have two and a half hours before my next meeting, so I'm ready to rock and roll, I hope you are. We're gonna look at our portfolios a little bit differently. We're gonna look at real estate just a little bit differently. We're gonna look at it through a different lens. And some of you have already are looking at it through this lens, and some of you, this might be a completely new and fresh way of looking at building a real estate portfolio. We're gonna take the time to look into the future and we're gonna build your financial future. I truly wish I had this presentation. Uh, When I first got started, This is a presentation that one of the intentions and contexts when I built it was, this is the presentation I wish I had heard when I first got started. And now here's the cool thing, no matter where you guys are on your journey in real estate, some of you might be 20 years in, 30 years in, no matter where you are in your journey, this is a presentation you need to hear. Because today, we're going to talk about building our pension plans. We're going to talk about our financial futures. We're going to talk about the future for our families, our financial future. We are going to dive deep into putting a financial plan together. We're really going to build a plan today. Um, I'm going to give you a five-phase plan. I know in the email that some of you got or the email that was out talked before, I've actually added a fifth step to the plan. And then um, towards the end, I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm actually going to give you guys a little bit of homework, and then we're going to get on our way, and I actually have um, something for a little bit of a call to action, a fun call to action for you. Now, don't get me wrong. This isn't one of those webinars or one of these trainings where they get you on, they teach you about 10 minutes or 20 minutes of stuff, and then all of a sudden at the end, they're going to sell you something. Oh, and by the way, here's a 1500 here's $2,000, here's $4,000 worth of stuff. I'm not going to do that. This is 100% a training video. The only thing I'm going to sell you today is I'm going to sell you on a belief that you can do it. That is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be really, I'm going to hard sell this one, guys. I'm going to hard sell you on a belief that you can accomplish this plan, because I believe every person watching here today can accomplish that, this plan I'm going to share with you. All right, without any further delay, let's cut right to uh, the PowerPoint presentation. I'm just going to queue it up. Got a couple things here to, to dive into. Okay, guys, so... You should be seeing a uh, welcome screen, an open screen. So really the premise for today's conversation is we're going to build a real estate pension plan. Um, I know some of you may have a pension or some of you might not have a pension or some of you, you know, are sitting there waiting for CPP. Guys, we can't rely on CPP anymore, can we? We cannot rely on anyone else to build our own pension except for the person that's looking in the mirror. When I'm pointing at you, I'm pointing at me. the same time, okay? We're the only ones responsible. And when you take extreme ownership and extreme responsibility to building your pension plan, you will look at things completely different. It's gonna be safe, reliable, and secure. All right, so as I mentioned a little bit in the opening, guys, and the reason why I put new in quotation is this is not a new concept I'm going to show you. But for some of you, this might be new in that you're hearing this. You might have not have heard this before, or you might actually have not have looked at this. One of the things that most real estate investors do when they come into this game of real estate investing, they sit there and they go, yeah, 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 real long term. I'm in for the long term. I'm in for the long term. I get it. Long term. And then all of a sudden, five years in, six years in, they're going, oh, geez, how long is this going to take? Right. So people, guys, we're really going to talk about a long term. We're going to talk about the long game. We're going to talk about some really unconventional topics. I'm going to actually share with you guys today some unconventional and unpopular concepts. Okay, let's talk about a few of these. Let's get it right out of the way off the bat. Here's some unpopular truths that I'm going to share with you today. This will take time. If any of you are in this game or believing that you're in 90 days, you're going to be financially free and all this kind of stuff. If any of you are in this game and you're in that boat... Maybe you might wanna exit right now. Um, This will take time. Slow and steady wins the race. That is not a popular um, truth out there a lot of people will tell you, it's, oh, it's simple, it's easy, they'll just get you in and then, you know, take the next step, next step. But this will take time. Slow and steady wins the race. This will take work. You're gonna have to get your hands dirty. You're gonna have to get involved in the process. You're gonna have to learn. You're going to have to invest. You're gonna have to educate. You're gonna have to surround yourself with the right people. You're gonna have to have people on your team to help move you forward. This is going to take work. This is a simple process. What I'm gonna share with you today is a dead simple framework, but it's not easy, okay? But here's the thing is, how many of us want easy, right? Really, what does easy get us? Easy gets us average. Easy gets us pedestrian. Easy gets us, you know, lazy. Easy equals lazy. Tweet that one or Facebook that one out there, guys. Easy is not what we're looking for. We're actually looking for a little bit of a, a, a complex. We're looking for a little bit of work. We're looking for to, to do the effort to really get involved in the process. Because think about this for a second. Something that you have to work for. When you go to the gym and you sweat and after if you run a marathon, that is the accomplishment that we're all looking for. It takes work. And here's probably one of the most controversial things that I'm gonna share with you guys today that people may argue with me and tell me I'm crazy. Russ, you're crazy because you're telling people to have free and clear properties and pay off all the mortgages and stuff like that. Hear me out and walk me through this. So I'm actually gonna to talk to you guys about building a portfolio of real estate that you're eventually going to own free and clear. And free and clear means that there's no mortgages on it. Now, picture this for a second. You're at Starbucks. You know, you're sitting there and you're, you got a big giant water. You got a grande coconut milk flat white with one stevia. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's the coffee I drink if anyone ever wants to buy me a coffee. (laughs) Uh, And you're sitting there in Starbucks and you see two people over there and they're having a conversation. One person, has a free and clear portfolio, and the other person has a large portfolio, let's say 40 places, and they're levered up to 95%. They've sucked every dollar of equity out, and they're levered up to 90% uh, equity. The headline in the newspaper said, interest rates speculated to rise. The guy who's free and clear, you know what, the the guy who's free and clear is going to read that thing in the newspaper or on their iPad. They're going to read it and go, hmm, interesting. How are the Canucks doing? How are them Oilers doing? Well, what's the next game? He doesn't really care, he's free and clear, right? How did my tenants, did my tenants pay the rents? Okay, cash flow deposited, done, let's go. The person who's levered up to 95% loan to value, even though they have a large portfolio of 40 places, are going, oh no, the interest rates are going up, oh no, what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do? How do I, then they have to get into panic mode. So guys, here's what I'm looking to do. So we're gonna put a calm and secure plan in place that eventually, over time, you're gonna have free and clear properties. Okay, so I'm having some fun, hope you guys are ready. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about this framework. And here's the framework. I believe every person can do this. I really do. And here's the cool thing is, it doesn't matter if you're buying single family properties. It doesn't matter if you're buying multifamily properties. It doesn't matter if you're buying entire apartment condo complexes. doesn't matter. This is something that everybody can do. When I talk about one property and I do a case study, just put your property in there. Put your, your example. Put your numbers. You know, for example, I'm going to share one that's, A suited house for $460,000. Probably someone who's watching here might have just purchased a $1.1 million apartment building. Use that as your one example. Okay, so everybody can do this. Every type of property will work for this as well. Now, just a couple little things for backstory here. I've been sharing this concept. Uh, Okay, let me back it up even more. I actually learned this concept from people that have done it. I've actually learned it from people that have been there in the trenches that have accomplished all these things that we're gonna talk about. And that's what I believe in standing on the shoulders of giants. And that's one of the interview series that I do, is you know, it's called the Standing on the Shoulders of Giants interview series that I share with my inner circle private private clients. Um, I believe that people have done this, and what I've done is I've modeled it from those people. Okay, and I've been I've been sharing this with my inner circle for better part of a couple years now. And you know what? It's high tide. I actually needed to record this, get it into a little bit more of a PowerPoint presentation. And I said, "What the heck? Let's deliver it in in, in a public format." So guys, you get to have the benefit of this. I'm delivering this to the public. Um, I'm probably only going to keep it online on the, my public pages probably for maybe a week or two, and then I'm going to pull it down and then I'm going to put it into the vault. Okay? So guys, um, dive into it, share it, engage into it, take lots of notes. Let's get rock and rolls. But here's what it is. I started dealing and it started with over on the right over there is my whiteboard. One of my whiteboards. I have one, two, I have three whiteboards in my office. I just doodled something out and I said, here's a pretty cool framework that I want to teach. And then I started teaching it, sharing it, and sharing it, and sharing it. So this is a couple years ago. I'm gonna do it. So here's the goal. Now I'm gonna just share with you guys one goal, and this one goal I'm gonna share with you is fairly ubiquitous. Look at that for a fancy word that I'm using. Fairly um, ubiquitous to most people, and and it's funny, I'm probably using the word, probably don't even know what it means, or probably using the wrong context, because you know, sometimes I use fancy words to sound more more photosynthesis. Oh, hang on, wait a minute. (laughs) So guys, uh, here's the goal. Now, what you want to do is put your numbers in here, but here's a typical goal that a lot of people would like to have. For example, Create a pension plan, a personal real estate pension plan of 1.8 million dollars that will generate 93 thousand dollars a year within 15 years or less. Here's what I'm going to do. So that's the goal. Now, how are we going to put this into a plan in place? So here's the pension plan we're going to build, and what I'm going to share with you is I'm going to share with you the framework. Here's the framework. It's called the three-two-one free framework. Okay, free two, one, free. So in essence, it's a ratio. And I'm gonna walk you through, and I'll walk you through a case today with real numbers. Essentially, here's the ratio. Buy three, sell two, keep one, free and clear. Buy three, sell two, keep one, free and clear over a time frame. Okay, all together now, one more time. Buy three, sell two, keep one, free and clear. Now, here's the framework is this is we're going to talk about a 15 year time frame. My goal for you is to have a free and clear portfolio of real estate in 15 years. We're going to talk about it in five phases. We're going to do a five Phase plan, we're going to have it. This plan that I'm walking you through is 100% scalable. It is customizable. It is applicable to you. All you have to do is potentially add zeros or change the numbers. And it's truly the ratio. Now, for example, for some of you, if it's buy three, sell two, keep one is too small. um, Add a zero. Buy 30, sell 20, keep 10. Add Two zeros, buy 300, sell 200, keep 100. Or be like uh, my last uh, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants interview where they have over 6,000 properties. You know, buy 6,000, sell 4,000, keep 2,000. Free and clear, okay? Um, Here's the cool thing, guys. This is 100% scalable and it is a ratio. Now, I know I'm going to get this and I will get this quite regularly. People will sit there and they'll go, well, Russ, what about this? What about this? This is a framework. It is a rudimentary framework. A plan. There are so many variables over a 15-year time frame that can change, that can can, can throw this plan off or, or heighten it up. But here's the question I'm going to ask of you. Here's the question I'm going to ask, and I'm going to look right in the eye. If you had bought 15 years ago, had bought three places in your marketplace, whether that's Edmonton, Alberta, whether that's Canmore, whether that's Montreal, whether that's Vancouver, whether that's Fredericton, New Brunswick. If you would have bought three places 15 years ago, uh, would you be in a different place than you were than you are right now? I, I would bet the answer is yes. Um, I would bet also if you bought uh, three places 15 years ago, I bet you would have probably more than one of them potentially free and clear right now if you didn't pull out all the equity of going forward. Now, just imagine if you bought three places uh, in Vancouver or Toronto. 15 years ago. What do you think? I would bet you'd have at least two places free and clear if you actually followed this plan right now. So it just put it this way. it This framework and this ratio passes the test. Okay. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you today about, let me just, I'm going to talk to you about the four phrases. So today you're attending this broadcast. Now I know we probably have about, what do we have? I think we have a good 30, 40 of us live today, and there'll probably be three, 400 of you that'll watch it live, uh, watch the replay after. Um, we're going to talk about phase number one. So phase number one starts today. You now have, know something different today than you knew yesterday. So phase one begins today. We're going to start the acquisition phase of building our portfolio. Then phase two will start in 2025, five years from now. OK, then you're going to start with the manage and aggressive paydown. Phase three will start in 2030, 10 years from now. And then phase four is 2035, where you're going to divest and pay off and own a portfolio free and clear. 15 years starting in 2020. OK, now I'm going to walk you through this as well, guys. Hey, Raymond. Thanks, brother. He's loving the zeros. I love the zeros too. I love having scalable. But here, I want to make the framework available for everybody that can accomplish this. If even if you had three more properties in your portfolio, or maybe you had 30 or 300 or 3000, right? It's up to everybody has a different goal. Now, once more, guys, let's remember that goal. Here's the goal. Here's the goal one more time. Create a personal $1.8 million pension fund with $93,000 a year income stream or 15 years or less. And really think about it, guys. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to create the golden goose that lays the golden eggs. We want to have the golden goose and every month we want that golden goose to lay us golden eggs. And that golden eggs is our financial retirement, is our pension plan and as long as that real estate doesn't go away we will have a income stream that will outlive us we will have an income stream that we can pass on to others we will have an income stream that will be generational wealth that you you will be known in your family as as Raymond or Aaron or Artemio or Joel or Roy or Bradford that you took the time and you put a stake in the ground in 2020 that you chose to build a portfolio of real estate and you put in plan, an action plan to have those things paid off free and clear within 15 years. You will be known in your family tree as the person that changed the direction of your family tree forever. Now, is that an awesome responsibility for each and every one of you to have? absolutely. And I don't think that you guys would be on a a webinar or a Facebook live broadcast like that if you didn't have a hunger or you didn't have a passion or you didn't want to be that person in your family tree that changed everything going forward. So we're really talking about the golden goose. Now, guys, here's for you. I want you to do this as well. I'm going to clear this, my ugly mug off here. Um, Here's a fundamental belief that I have, and I truly believe this, is if if your real estate plan doesn't own properties free and clear, you don't have a real estate plan. Now, guys, what I want you to do is if you get a chance, uh, it's funny, my name's cut off in the bottom, but that's a quote of mine. I want you, if you're watching this, take a picture of that and I want you to share that out. Truly, if your real estate plan doesn't own properties free and clear or have a plan to own properties free and clear, you don't have a plan. You truly don't. So here's what we're going to do is we're actually going to do a custom plan. Um, With the same ratios, um, like I said, some of you, three, two, one, free, maybe a little small. So I'm going to pick something in between. Let's pick something in the middle. Remember our goal, $1.8 million asset valuation and $93,000 in uh, income. Okay, that's our goal. So here's the plan we're going to do. Now, it's the ratios. Hold the same. We're actually going to buy nine, sell six, keep three free and clear. And here's, I'm gonna walk you through the case study with some of the numbers. So let's talk about, remember there's five phases to the plan. Phase number one is we're gonna talk about acquisitions. So we need to be on, on the aggressive. We need to be on the um, on the forefront and be really aggressive on the buying because we're gonna, in five years time, You're going to buy assets from year zero to year five. You're going to do everything you possibly can to start buying assets. You're going to have some aggressive acquisition strategies. You're going to be, you need to have access to mortgage. You need to have access to lots of capital. So here's the goal. You're going to acquire nine properties in five years. Essentially, two properties a year or one property every six months. Now, I guarantee each and every one of you listening here today can buy one property each Six months for the next five years. Okay, if you do that, you'll actually overachieve this plan. I'm all about overachieving. So let's overachieve it. Let's say we did 10, but let's, I'm gonna talk here about nine. So let's buy one property every six months. Okay. You also, I'm going to share with you how much capital you're going to need to build a portfolio of nine properties. You're going to need to learn the ability to raise capital. You're going to need to learn the ability on how to have a conversation and make an offer to another person to be able to um, build your portfolio. You're going to have to start building a team. You're going to have to start growing and scaling. You're not going to have to start taking Things beyond just you and start enrolling other people into your vision and your dream. And the other thing that's going to be key during this time frame, access to mortgages is going to be critical. Whether you can qualify yourself or you need to have somebody uh, that you have access to that can qualify for financing. So that'll be a critical component in this first five-year phase. And here's the caveat, it must be cash-flowing assets. Because if you're going and you're speculating on things and the cash flow is not covering things, you're just going to actually probably will not be able to hold these properties for the long term. You need to have the cash flow from the uh, operations, from the properties, and able to be able to make it to the end of 15 years, what I'm going to share with you. So that's phase one, acquisition, okay? Then we're going to get into the next one here, is phase two, is we're going to talk about Management and pay down. So remember, we built a portfolio, we've got now got nine properties. Now we're talking about from years six to 10, is now we're gonna manage these properties. We're gonna have impeccable management. Whether you do it yourself, which I encourage you not to, um, or you have a a professional property management company that you can outsource, that's part of your team, that's a partner in the business with you, they need to be impeccably managed. They need to be kept up, maintained. They need to have uh, good equity-building tenants. You need to then, during this time of year six to 10, is focus on some money-making strategies. Now I'm gonna do a little quick time out here. So I'm gonna talk about two different things in real estate. Typically within real estate, there's make money strategies and there's hold wealth strategies. And sometimes they're completely different strategies, okay? For example, what I talked about at the beginning of this, hold wealth, those are some of your long-term buy and hold properties, ones that you're gonna reinvest the cash flow back in and you're just gonna hold your wealth in these properties. Make money strategies are, for example, things like flipping or wholesaling or agreement for sales or your private lending or you may have a business. Maybe you're an accountant or a veterinarian or a doctor, a dentist or any of those kind of things. You have another profession or a job or you have another business on the side. Those are make money strategies. Okay. then what you're going to start doing is you're going to start implementing an accelerated pay down strategy. Here's an example. Let's say you then go do a a flip or two, maybe do two a year, and maybe you make, uh, between those two flips, you make uh, $50,000, $40,000. You then potentially from that money you make on that flip, you then go and you dump it into and pay off some of your mortgages, okay? You remember the goal here is to get your assets paid off and an income stream coming down. And then if needed, if properties are just not cutting the mustard, um, sorry if this is a prairie term. For those of you that are out in the prairies, you'll understand this a little bit more. Sometimes maybe you need to either cull or replace the herd if needed. If assets are just not fitting with your long-term vision, you maybe need to replace them with something that might be a little bit easier. Okay, so that's phase number two. Is we're going to talk about impeccable. Uh, we're going to talk about impeccable management. We're going to do the management phase. Phase three is planning and preparation. Okay, so. What we're going to do in this phase is, this is years 11 to 15, we're going to have those continue accelerated mortgage paydown. We're going to do something called snowballing our mortgages. What does snowballing mortgages mean? Mean when you eventually get one mortgage paid off, okay, you're not going to take that money internally and live off of it. You're actually going to take all that money you were paying into that one mortgage to pay off, and then you're going to pick the next mortgage. Okay, and then you're going to pay off that mortgage. And then what you're slowly going to do is and then you snowball and then you get the next one. Then let's say you had three mortgages paid off. Okay? You take all the money that was being going towards those three mortgages to pay them off. You then dump it on the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. You're going to try to aggressively pay these suckers off as fast as possible. And during this phase, you're going to make sure that you're properly structured, and you're also going to get some savvy tax planning. Now, here's one thing in this phase. Uh, this is phase number three. Um, you might want to get tax planning advice early in the process, but I think at this t- t- phase, um, remember, phase one is you're aggressively buying, acquisition, strategy, financing, raising capital, things like that. Phase two is you're managing, pecking managing. You might want to start getting some savvy tax planning during that phase. At an absolute latest time to get some good tax planning is in this phase number three, okay, which then leads us into phase four is we We're going to start divesting and paying out. Okay. Here's what it is. So during, this is at year 15. So now we're talking, I'm dating this. It's going to be 2035. 2035, you've got nine properties. Okay. You've impeccably managed it. You have snowballed some mortgages and you're trying to aggressively pay them off. You've got a, a little flipping business, a little assignment business, a little agreement for sale business. You're also a mortgage broker. You have a realtor business. You have, you're, uh, you have all these side hustles on the way and you've aggressively started paying off these properties. Okay. What you're then going to do at that time is you're going to sell the six properties. You're going to pay out any money partners or any joint venture interests that you maybe have. And you're also going to pay one other stakeholder. There's, there's, there's this, um, what's this name? There's this... There's this other stakeholder that always has a little finger in anything we do. Oh yes, the government, right? You're actually then gonna pay off all the the taxes. But here's the cool thing, if you did proper tax planning and structuring and all those kind of wonderful things, you might be really tax optimized. And at a worst case scenario, we're paying capital gains on these properties. Right, which we're only going to be paying tax on half of the gain, which is really tax optimized as well. And I'm actually going to show you a scenario in this plan where there might be very little tax paid at all. Okay. But I'll walk you through. I don't want to get too far ahead. Um, Then what you're going to do is once you sell those places, you're going to pay off the remaining mortgages and you will be left with three free and clear properties, three of them. Okay. So that's the goal. Remember, buy nine sell six, keep three, which is the same ratio as buy three, sell two, keep one, free and clear. All right. Okay, so let's dive into it. So I've added a phase. Now, what's interesting, when I was actually teaching this before, uh, for a while, um, guys in the Raising Capital Academy, this is actually a new phase that I've added to this. and, And I firmly believe this is probably one of the most important phases, is we're now gonna talk about building a moat and we're going to protect and dot 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 so here's the concept guys so think about this for a second what is a moat a moat is protects the castle right the, a moat is usually a water passage that protects the fortress that protects the home front that protects the capital which keeps the enemies from your enemies from being able to cross it from being able to take it you're actually you have built a fortress to protect your asset base, a fortress around there, and you're building a moat around this uh, castle. What you're then, first of all, I think you should do is at the end of year 15, if you implemented this plan and you have three free and clear properties, I think you need to celebrate. You need to pay honor and uh, and you need to uh, take a time to acknowledge the people in your life that have, because there's been some sacrifices. You've had to do some long nights and early mornings, and there's been some hard work involved in here. And you maybe had to um, sacrifice a few things in order to get this plan executed Against so you're going to acknowledge these people. The other thing you're going to do is you're going to make a commitment to teach others this. You're going to make a commitment to inspire others and you're going to pay it forward. You're going to keep sharing this plan that you did and you're going to host meetup groups and you're going to get in front of, even if it's somebody on a park bench, you're going to share with them. Here's what I did. I bought nine, sold six, kept three free and clear. Woo. Would you like to learn how I did that? You're going to pay it forward by teaching others this strategy. That's one of the one of the things I'm doing right now. Is I've been I'm, there's a there's a wonderful quote, and I believe it's attested to um, uh, John F. Kennedy that says, um, "To whom much is given, much is expected." Um, I have been blessed over the years by having some of the most amazing mentors and coaches and guides and people in my life. Um, I'm now carrying a torch to keep passing along their message and to keep passing along those wonderful giants that I'm standing on their shoulders and I'm passing along their message to you, okay? Now I'm encouraging you for you to inspire others to keep that message going forward, to keep paying it forward. Then what you're going to do during this phase is you're going to have some asset protection strategies. Here's the main person you need to protect this portfolio from. And I'm looking deep into your eyes. The person you need to protect it from is you. And when I say you, I'm talking about me. Here's the thing. Guys, sometimes we are our own worst enemy. And when we got a portfolio of properties, and let's say it's $1.8 million of equity sitting there. We are our own worst enemy that we'll, we'll, do so we'll just borrow against that $1.8 million and that's our next down payment. We'll just borrow against that. We'll go and we'll kill the golden goose that's laying the golden eggs, okay? You need to make it difficult for you to be able to access this money. Matter of fact, here's one of the things I've coached people on. At this phase, if you get into this part, what I encourage you to do is you set up a foundation where you're not the, the decision-maker of that foundation. Right? Maybe you have a $1.8 million foundation that generates $93,000 a year, and you don't control the decisions that come through on that. Somebody else, you have a board of advisors, you actually have to make a proposal to that board to access your capital. I want you to protect this capital from you, because remember, it's the golden goose that keeps laying the golden eggs. Then what do you do after that? After you've done that, it's 15 years, it's 2035, then what do you do? Or truly, what do you do? I firmly believe you do at that time. You do whatever you want, right? Uh, that truly is, in my opinion, you're at uh, the financial freedom part. You truly do whatever you want. And then here's the thing: what you potentially could do, to go do it again. Maybe you scale it. Maybe you start growing it. Maybe you start doing it. Maybe you start doing developing. Maybe you start building apartment building. Maybe you start doing um, um, larger projects, right? But here's the cool thing: you have your day-to-day income needs set for life. How's that? And maybe we should call it, maybe we should call it a lottery. The Set for Life lottery. Oh, where did I get that from? You're truly your daily needs are net, then are met. Then what do you do? You go, well, you do it again. You keep you build another one, you build another portfolio, or you do the same type of portfolio, but you don't touch the portfolio you've built that sits there free and clear. You do not touch the golden goose. Okay. Whew. I'm gonna take a little quick drink here, guys. I want to do a quick check-in. All right, who's with me? I want to hear. I want to hear how you guys are doing. I want you to uh, maybe type in to the chat box one of your um, top takeaways that you've had for this chat box or the comments. Uh, type in there, guys. If there's been a takeaway that you love to, to share, I'm going to dive into some numbers here very very soon. So I hope we all have our calculators and we have a case study. So anyone else want to jump in? What do we have? I think there's 40 of us. 40 of us online, so somebody's got to have an insight or something in there. And i tell you what, I'm, I'm just getting started. Um, it's funny, when I started putting this presentation together, I, um, uh, here's Raymond sharing the golden goose analogy. He loves it. Anna, sounds good. Great to hear from you, Anna. Um, we, we need to have a conversation. I'd love to come out and present to your, your, your um, meetup group out there in my next trip. I think I'm coming out to Toronto in May two weeks in May. Um, Chico says, interesting stuff. Aaron McConnell says, I can certainly implement this in my area. Chris DeBoer, buy nine, sell six or more and keep more. Nice. And Aaron's excited. Well done, guys. Um, okay, so let's dive into um, a case study. So here's what I'm going to share with you. Um, now, keep the questions coming. At the end, I'm going to open it up to Q&A. Uh, for you. And then we'll have a, a definitely deep dive into QA. q and I got a little bit, probably about another 10, 15 slides, which I'm going to share with you some of the numbers uh, here as well. And I'm going to share with you, sorry, this camera. I'm going to share with you some of the numbers and on how this would work. Okay. So let's talk about a case. Study. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to do, here's, here's the properties. These are brand new properties. Now I, I'm very, very familiar with these numbers because I own these. Okay, I am an owner on these properties, and I'm very familiar, so the numbers I'm gonna be sharing with you are about as good as they get. And they're as recent as can get because these were purchased in, um, when were they purchased? August, July, no, August of 2019. So very new purchases and very uh, new. So we're gonna have very good numbers that I'll be able to share with you on these ones. Okay, so here's the properties. They're bought, their purchase price was $460,000. These are brand new constructions, suite of properties. That price, 460 dollars is everything included landscaping, fencing, garage, um, GST, taxes, everything. That's an all in price. These properties are rented for $31.50 per month. That is, um, I'm probably gonna get my calculator, let me to get my calculator, $16.50 up plus $1,000 down. Plus 500 for utilities, 3150. Okay, that's what these are rented for, and they've been rented uh, since the, since we bought them. They've been full. They are they're sitting there right now. Okay, so the pro forma cash flow on this property, and if any of you are ever interested, I would love—I could share the spreadsheet with you if you want. These are actually the exact number on a pro forma basis. If I took eight percent management, four percent repairs and maintenance, three percent vacancy, and eighty percent loan-to-value mortgage at three point zero nine, the actual number is four hundred and nine dollars and change. Okay, but it's approximately four hundred dollars. So these are cash flowing. Okay. But here's what we're going to do with these properties. We're not actually going to take any of that cash flow out. All that $400 is going to be reinvested back into the bank account. We're going to keep reinvested back in. Um, One of the beautiful things about new construction properties and new properties is there's lower maintenance. So far, since July of this year, um, not $1 has been spent on maintenance. Thank Well, it shouldn't. But here's the thing. It's actually a couple things needed to be fixed. The phone call goes from property manager, from tenant. To property manager, property manager to builder, builder comes in and fixes it. It's free of trade, it's included, okay? So there's lower maintenance costs on on these properties, especially at the beginning. Typically, once you've owned a property for say, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years is when some of the bigger mechanical things start coming through and you have to start paying for those things, okay? Um, at this time, ag- aggressive mortgage paydown. Remember, all that money that's being put into the bank account um, between myself and my partners—we put the money into the bank account. At the end of the year, um, we then decide what we do with it. What's going to happen is my money partners are actually going to take that capital out, and they're going to actually start paying down their line of credit with it. So we're going to have some aggressive mortgage paydown strategies. Which that, and then what we're doing is we're following the three, two, one free framework with this. So let's talk about this for a second let's talk about one scenario and let's talk about if it was zero growth if there was no growth in 15 years on this portfolio of properties okay so let's talk about that no growth now i know that's it's it's that'll probably be a rare case scenario um, but at least let's talk about that so in 15 years if you had the discipline to follow the framework that i shared with you um, you would have a free and clear property in 15 years and you would have cash flow. This property would cash flow significantly. So what would it cash flow if you had it 15 years? So here's the thing: 460000 dollars it was exactly the same dollar amount that you it was when you bought it. Now here's the, here's the thing. Um, how much tax would you owe on that property if you sold it for the same price you uh you bought it for? Um, it probably would be a zero tax because you only pay tax on the profits. Okay. Um, net cash flow at that time would be about $1,900 a month. So here's what I did. I made an assumption that I have a 40% operating expense ratio. What does that technical term mean? That means that at that time, 15 years from now, 40% of my rents would go to the operation of the property, property taxes, maintenance, all those other bills that we have to do with that as well. Property management fees, all those kind of things. Okay. So thirty-one fifty. If you multiply 3,150 times 0.6, that's how you get your $1,900. Now, 1,900 times 12 is $23,000. So with this one property in 15 years, based upon a no-growth model, each property I would own of these one would be worth $460,000 and would generate $23,000 a year in income. So I've just created with this one property an income stream of 23 dollars and 460000 almost a half a million dollar asset base. So what do you need to buy in order to get a $1.3 million pension plan if it was zero growth 15 years? So essentially what you do is one property, two properties, three properties. So remember, zero growth, free and clear, 15 years. One property is $460,000, asset at $23,000. If you had three properties, you'd have essentially a $1.38 million pension plan that would generate you $70,000 a year. Remember, we bought nine, sold six, kept three. So in this scenario, with 0% growth, you will have a asset base of 1.4, almost $1.4 million, and and almost $70,000. Okay, but let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about some growth. Like, let's say we have a, a, a market that's growing, and I'm just going to build it in at a really small inflation target. And maybe inflation is only 2%. So let's say there's a 2% growth target, 2% inflation for the next 15 years. Per year, you still follow the 3 one framework. Buy 9, sell 6, keep 3, free and clear. And in 15 years, you're going to have those free properties, and we're going to talk about this what this looks like if you add 2% growth into it. So the value of those properties is now six hundred and nineteen thousand dollars, almost six hundred twenty thousand dollars. The net cash flow. Remember, our income grew at the same time, and I think it was forty-two forty is what the net that forty-two forty was the gross rent. I still use that same forty percent operating expense ratio, and we have it. We have a. Um, cash flow of $2,600 per month and an annual cash flow of $31,200. Now, factoring that in, each property you would own, if it had a 2% growth model, if it was free and clear, would be worth almost $620,000 and $31,200 to you. Okay? So really, here's what it is. Remember, buy six or buy nine, sell six, keep three. Here's what it would look like. In 15 years, if you had only one property free and clear, you'd have $619,000, k in income. If you had three properties, you would have $1.86 million pension plan that would generate $93,000 a year. Now, I hope some of you are getting this concept coming to you as you maybe look at this a little bit different. This is the power of having a free and clear portfolio of real estate is with three properties, three suited houses, uh, potentially could have almost a $1.9 million asset that generates $93,000 a year in income. Hmm three properties. Now, that was one of the big light bulb moments. When I first started, I thought I had to buy 400 places. I thought I had to buy 600. It's actually, I've, I'm out there on cassette, cassette tapes and CDs that I'm out there on record. I need to buy 450 properties. No. In this in this plan right here, um, if this was my target, which it's not, but if this was my target, I needed to buy nine in five years, eventually to have three free and clear, and that would generate me $93,000 a year in income. Okay, so let's let's give you some of the bad news here, guys, for a second. One of the bad news, how much capital is required to buy this portfolio? Really, so here's what you think about this. If you were to buy nine properties of each of those exact same properties that I just shared with you, if each of them was $460,000, you would need, so the purchase price of that would be about $4.1 million. You would need access to $1,035,000. 030, you need access to a little, let's call it $1,050,000 for just round numbers. You would need access to that capital, so most of us do not have that money in our bank account. So then that's why you need to learn the skills, the art and the science, of approaching others and having other people work with you, have other people being able to invest with you, have uh, making the offer to have an incredible investment opportunity where people would invest their money into a deal that you have. So that's the kind of capital that you need to have as well. Now here's, I'm gonna ask three questions before I open it up to Q&A. Now here's the question most people ask me, is, okay Russ, I got it, I love it, love the plan, your passion, you teach it and you tell it so passionately. Now, how the heck do I buy nine properties in the next five years? Like seriously, Russ, like really, how do I do that? Okay, that's one question that people ask. And then the next question is, what are the risks and what are the obstacles that would be standing in your way of you accomplishing that? So those are three, sorry, two with three concepts, big questions. So how do you buy nine properties in five years, and what are the risks and obstacles standing in your way? You guys want to know the answer to that? You want to know the answer to that? If you want to know the answer to that one, you have to come back next week. I'm going to share the next step to this presentation next week, and I'll share those answers. But what I wanted to do here for you guys today was I just wanted to share with you the framework. And I wanted to get you guys to believe that this is a plan that each and every one of you could do. And I just wanted to open your eyes to something a little bit different. Something that most people don't share with you. I, 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 I've I, been to conferences and I've been to real estate events for many, many years. And I, I don't know, like I haven't been recently to a few events, but I don't know if anybody actually ever talks about building a portfolio and eventually getting it free and clear. I don't know if people talk about that. I think more people need to talk about that. I see a lot of the... Um, um, people that are talking about how to get rich in 90 days. I see a lot of the $600 million in, in, uh, in one deal, and one flip. I see a lot of those kind of things, but I don't ever see anybody talk about the long term. And I don't see anybody talk about building you a concrete, solid plan on how do you get to having some properties free and clear. So what I'm going to do next week, guys, same bat channel, same bat time, is we're going to come back and I'm going to teach you the next steps of the process. I'm going to teach you some strategies on how do you raise the capital, how do you buy nine properties in five years. And I'm also going to teach you some obstacles and some risks to the plan that I just talked about. Um, I'm going to open this up to some Q&A. If anybody has any questions that they'd love to answer, I'm not going anywhere. I'm Now, for timing-wise, I'm at 53 times. How did I nail that for timing? I said it would probably be about 45 minutes, and I think I just absolutely just nailed it. Boom. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm having fun. This is fun. Like, honest to goodness, guys, I, I could do this all day long, and I, I want to make a commitment to do all the, to do these things all day long. And that's one of the reasons why I've set up my portfolio the, re, the way I have is so I actually can take time to teach these things, so I can inspire others. So I firmly believe. That our impact that we have on others is more important than the properties you will buy. Um, It's all great. And people sitting there going, well, how many properties do you own, Russ? Like, who cares? Honestly, you probably don't care if I own what my portfolio looks like. You really don't. But you probably care how I can help you get to your goals. And that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I'm here to do is inspire you uh, to teach to share, to in, in, impact people's lives on a positive basis, because I'm on a mission, and one of these live webinar broadcasts, I'll actually share my mission with you. Uh, my mission is to in, impact one million real estate investors over the next 15 years to give you the tools and resources to buy one more property. Now think about that for a second. One more property, what does one more property mean for you? Like, truly think about that. If you actually sat there and got a pen and paper and wrote out, like, what I share with you an example in that case study, one property equals $460,000 and $23,000 a year in income with no growth, right? So if you learn strategies on how to buy one more property in 15 years, that's worth a half a million dollars and $25,000 a year in income. And my goal is to impact a million people's lives to help you with the tools and resources and education to be able to buy one more property. Okay, That's my mission. Anna Scott, how do you know which ones to sell off? Great question. Um, Here's the ones that I sell off are the ones that are the biggest, sorry, my language here for a second, the ones that are the biggest pains in the ass. Those are the ones that I sell off first. And we all know the ones that are the pains in the butts. Because here, if you sat down and pragmatically looked at your portfolio, and I would bet it's the 80-20 rule that 80% of all the hassles come from 20% of your properties. I bet if I challenge you right now to sit down and look at your portfolio right now and which one has the worst tenant profile and which one's the, the, the pain in the butts, it would be probably pretty clear on which properties you would need to sell. So that would be the first criteria, which is the biggest pain in the butt. The next one would be which one is the most underperforming? Like truly, which one, which one needs roofs and windows and doors and uh, interior stuff? Which one needs the most amount of work in the next five to ten years? Those ones are probably ones that I want to put on the selling block first and pass that expense on to somebody else who's the next person that's going to buy it. I wanna keep in my portfolio my free and clear properties. As a matter of fact, if you really do it correctly, and I could even get into this training as well, my goal at the end of those three properties at the end, I want them to be brand new properties again, where the clock starts ticking from day one again with all the warranties in place, and I wanna have a brand new property, three of them free and clear, uh, when I start that 15-year cycle again, okay? Um, one of the things I've learned over the past little while is, is when you own properties for the long haul, when, when I'm talking 15 years, 20 years, I've had properties for almost 20 years now, deferred maintenance can be a beast. Deferred maintenance can, be, can, can absolutely just crush you if you're not prepared for it. If you're prepared for it and you can handle it, no problem but deferred deferred maintenance is a challenging thing that you need to address. And that's what I like with my new construction properties, the properties that we're building and getting into some new stuff. The, The maintenance, the property management, and the hassle, you get a really good tenant profile, it actually completely changes the game. Chris asked the question, how do we get out of partnerships on the three properties we keep? Great question. Now, here's a question that always will come up at this time is, Russell, what if I own properties with a joint venture partner and we own them 50-50? For that analysis that I shared with you, if you only owned 50% of it, what you need to do for your case study, for your analysis, is, for example, this one was 460 and 23. Your case study would be half of 460. Oh, I'm really going to challenge myself. Would be 230,000 and half of 23 is 11.5. That would be your numbers. You actually only own 50% of it. Okay. So how do you get out of paying off those last three um, partners on three you keep? Here's the cool thing. Remember, you're paying off the mortgages, right? Once there's no mortgage on those last three, you potentially can restructure the t- you can then potentially restructure the the, the um, title when there's no mortgage on it. Or, what you have to do is you have to pay out your partner. You have to pay them out half. You have to get an evaluation of the property. And then, what you do is you pay your partner half of that money, right? So, essentially, you enter into a buy sell arrangement at the end of that 15 years if you own them with joint venture partners. Here's what I would suggest you do if you have any properties you own 100% yourself um, without money partners, maybe those are the properties that you pay off and those are the ones you keep. Those are your keepers, right? Those are your. I often use the analogy of we have. Um, Properties that we we date, and we have properties that we're married to. The properties we're married to are yours within your own families, which is in your own portfolio. The properties you're dating are the ones that you have with your money partners, that you're into it only for 10 years, 5 years, 15 years. You're dating that, and then eventually you pay off all the ones you're married to. Aaron, awesome presentation, Russell. Perhaps you can explain how would you go about buying out a partner in order to keep the three properties. Aaron, it sounds like that might be an implementation webinar upcoming for the Raising Capital Academy, right? Um, that's actually one of the things is on my list to create. So I definitely will, will, will teach that one for sure. Um, Anne Elizabeth asked the question, I'm interested in learning how to do JVs. Um, now, I'm not here to, to, to talk. Um, here, here's the thing. In order to do a joint venture, you need to have a good plan. Now, if you came and you presented a plan... Which I just shared with you to a potential money partner. You think that money partner would have a really good confidence level that you've got a vision, that you have a forward-thinking plan of something that you'd like to do. Okay, um, I think it all starts with a plan. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm committing during these live broadcasts is to share people and resources and share some teaching with you about how to uh, to do some of these things. And if you're ready to really just ramp it up and take it to the next level, if you go to my website. Um, on my website, so it's russellwescott.com. So if somebody, Aaron, maybe somebody can just type, pick up my website, dump it in there. Um, if you type in russellwescott.com, um, down there, there'll be a link that's called the Raising Capital Academy. If you want to go into that, where I, I go into a lot of training, essentially, it's been a year and a half of my passion and, and, and teaching of people into how to raise the capital to build a portfolio like we talked about. So hopefully that helps, Anna. Anyone else? Anyone else have any questions before we, um, before we sign off here today? What I'd like to hear is get some feedback. Guys, this was, um, I guess this was the second live broadcast, and I'm going to commit to doing um, these more regular. I'm not going to actually have it blocked off of my calendar for the next 52 weeks. Um, so I guess I'm maybe, now that I'm putting it out there, I guess I'm committed to do a, a live broadcast for the next 52 weeks. <laughs> So if you guys want to hear more of these things, keep coming back, keep engaging, keep sharing this message, keep telling other people, keep coming on to my Facebook groups. I have a, the Real Estate Investors Mastermind, where some of you are probably watching this as well. Guys, here's, here's the message I want to leave with you at the very end is, um, you know, it's not about the real estate you're buying. It's not about the portfolio that you're creating. It's about two things, how you show up who you become in the process, and how you impact other people's lives in your process of you becoming a successful real estate investor. Those are the most important things. Now, when you sit there, and I get it, we might be all focused about building our portfolio, building our portfolio, but I want you to come at it from another perspective. Perspective. Come at it from the standpoint of, as I'm building my portfolio, how can I impact and inspire others to learn what I'm learning? That is a completely different concept, and that's the game I want to play. And that's the game that we should play in this community as real estate investors. Not that we're building billion dollar portfolios, that we're helping a billion people. That is the goal, and that is the game. And with that being said, guys, um, have yourself a wonderful day, and wherever possible, make sure you inspire somebody, you encourage somebody, and you always come from a place of love. Okay gang, talk to you soon, bye for now. So, gang, what did you think? I sure hoped you enjoyed this first one. And I sure hope you have bookmarked this series and bookmarked the podcast and have subscribed because they're going to come out each week over the next four weeks. I will bring out the next four parts of the series here for you. So, I hope this. First episode, the main intention from this first episode was, you know, to give you a killer plan to maybe get you to look at real estate a little bit differently, to get you to look at real estate through the long-term view, almost, you know, I would even say to steal assignment cynics term, to look at it through the infinite view, you know, build a legacy. How do you build that legacy? How do you look at it through an infinite game? How do you be able to, to hand down a portfolio of properties to the kids, to the grandkids, and you be that person in your family tree that put the stake in the ground that said, no more, I'm changing the course of our family's uh, financial future forever. That is the intention from this plan, right? And if you become that person who put that stake in the ground, that made that decision way back when you got started, you will be remembered within your family tree as, you know, great-granddad or great-grandma Uh, Who took a stand and who did the work and who put in the actions. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. This is just the start of a four part series. Uh, By all means, I would be honored and I would be eternally grateful if you could just share this message if you could leave a review if you could leave some feedback uh, wherever you're listening to this because the more you leave feedback and the more you review and the more you share it the more opportunity this can get out I've been teaching this framework for for a while now and I think it's time to get it out into a wider audience because I see an awful lot of people out there that's teaching um, really short-term pictures and really short-term views of real estate I want to take a long-term view Okay, well, all that being said, guys, sure hope you have yourself a wonderful day. And remember, remember, in every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast.